Hi, praise the Lord. Welcome to Renew Tona. Today we are going to continue on from the first chapter of James, chapter, verses 19 to 26. So we've been going through an expository messages from James. And I hope that um, by the end of the series, we would all have seen through the entire five chapters in James and see how the Word of God works. In the last two episodes, uh, we had seen how James exhorts us to count it as joy when we meet trials because trials are something that God designs and God ordains and God controls and God is sovereign and that helps us mature our faith. Just like a gardener cutting off branches that don't bear fruit and bringing in branches that bear fruit, so does these trials work in order for our benefit. And then we also saw that while trials work, trials also work in a manner that it separates the good from the bad, where it comes for a son of God or a child of God. It actually works in a manner that it edifies and builds them up. It also works against those who stand against the gospel, where trials can prove that we know how we are being tempted. And even then, God's mercy has not stopped us, and God brings us back into Himself. And James later in verse 16 and 17 and 18, he exhorts us to be people who love the word, knowing that all good gifts come from the Father, who there is no change. And his word is the one that causes us to become first of all. Let's pray. Abba, we thank you so much. We're going to record uh, and we're going to listen and we're going to meditate on these portions. James chapter 1, 19-26. Father, I pray that um, as we meditate on these portions, you would show to us about what your desire is. Amen. So, verse 19. Know this, my brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I love that way James starts here. Takes this entire section through us. He's telling us, Know this, my beloved brothers. He addresses us as beloved brothers, people who share with him inheritance. You know, one of the things that a lot of people miss out is that. They look at salvation to be their own private material and not look at salvation to be corporate, you know, where we support each other, where we edify each other. We don't edify each other because we want to prove that we are better than someone else, but we edify each other because God commands us to edify each other. And that's how James says, know this, that you should know this, my dear brothers, that every person, all of you, listen, that you be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. You know, when we um, look through the parable of the sower, you know, 
Jesus also says this. Let anyone who has ears, let him hear. And when later, when Jesus explains that, um, that's the parable of sower, it's in Matthew 13, 1 to 23, can be found also in Mark 4, 1 to 20, Luke 8, 4 to 15. In that parable, Luke um, and Matthew, Jesus explains that, that, um, that those who have ears should listen. And sometimes, you know, we could also look at the parable as a place where we see people who relate to the message of the good news as different type of soil. In some soil, it's easy. Some soil, you know, you have to work it out. In some soil, there are thorns that has to be pulled out first. And some soil, you know, they just does not accept the word that we say. And, and you know, this is an encouragement for us, brothers, that when we talk to people, when we share the good news, when we are with people, let us be quick to hear. Let's be able to hear their complaints rather than providing quick solutions and slow to speak and slow to anger. I love the way he says, you know, slow to speak and slow to anger, meaning that, you know, it's our anger is often expressed in the way we speak. And when we are slow to anger, quick to hear, we are showing a lot of mercy on people who God has put in front of us to share the gospel. Why, why am I connecting this to evangelism? Because this is the reason. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So we are declaring the righteousness of God. But when we are angry, we are not showing the righteousness of God. We believe that God's righteousness must be executed, must be shown, must be brought forth. Yet, in our anger, we show our unrighteousness than God's righteousness. Let us be therefore merciful and take this word that saves and saves us. Look at the next verse. Take, therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. He's saying, listen, all your filthiness and this wickedness that is constantly in you, put those away. Your desires that have been troubling you. In the last um, episode, we looked at how desires tempt people into sin. And saying, don't let those desires have control over you. Put them away. How do you, we put them away? By receiving with humility or meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. I like John Piper, where he explains this verse. I've been confused by the verse. He's saying receiving something that's already implanted. When uh, Jesus talked about the parable of sower, Jesus talks, um, disciples came to him and said, what does this all mean? Jesus said, all of this has been already given to you. And um, you wonder, wait, if this has already been given to them, why have they not understood it? It's because they have not received it. See, John Piper says in a very funny way, but I like it. He says, so you have your kidneys in your body. They are implanted. They are part of your body. Have you received them? No, you don't have to receive them. They work normally. The word of God is there, but do we have to receive it? Yes. 
receiving the word of god means taking in from the word when we are born again we have the word of god through the holy spirit implanted in us we need to let the word wash over us daily let us meditate on the word that means spend time into the word looking at it and saying lord i want your word to work in my life and that will change the way we react to people by not causing unrighteous anger this is a very small portion that's why we are able to go a little more faster then he says therefore be doers of the word not hearers only because when you only hearers you're going to deceive yourself for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he's a man who who looks intentionally at his natural face in the mirror he looks at himself goes away and at once forgets what he looks like James explains it very simply. He says, when you are doers and when you just hear the word, it's like us taking a phone, looking at the ourself on the face and then, okay, and then after a few minutes we realize, oh, was there a dirt on my face or not? I'm not really sure. In the same way, James is saying we should be doers of the word. Preach, practice. practice preaching the word to yourself you need to hear the word i love preaching to myself and telling myself where i'm wrong i love taking myself and putting it against the word of god and letting the word of god examine me the word gives us life that is why the that is why the word is there it is not for us to learn a bunch of verses and point and win arguments you know a lot of us take these words of the bible and says oh, but he here has said this and here has said that and therefore i'm smarter than you no james is saying stop it stop trying to be people filled with pride about the word of god but rather be people who are built with humility ready to receive the word because they will deep in our roots let's look at a few verses about the word of god second timothy chapter 3 verse 17 So, or 16, all scripture is breathed by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction and training righteousness so that a man of God may be completed, complete, equipped for every good work. See, the word of God makes us, equips us for every good work. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 We ought to give thanks to God for you, brothers. beloved by god god has chosen you as the first fruits to be saved by the sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth that is belief in the word of god um hebrews 4 12 for the word of god is active and living sharper than any two edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit of joints and marrows discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart and no creature is hidden from his sight all all are ex- naked and exposed to the eyes of him whom we must give account see that is what the word of god does in me is living and active it divides our intentions and our thoughts and makes us in that manner james we already read in james 121 
that we should receive the word of God. And first John two fourteen. I write to you fathers because you know him from beginning. I write to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. See the word of God when it abides in us it helps us fight against the evil one. See how James wants us to look at this. You know James is such a nice loving elder brother for us. He says if someone tests the word then he will be blessed in his doing. But the one who, listen, verse 25, but, but the one who looks in the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. See, he says the law of liberty. Romans 8 2 says the word is perfect. The law of liberty or the law of freedom that has set us free from the law of sin and death. That is the word that. James tells us that we have to keep doing. We have been set free by the word, by the law of freedom. But if we don't do the word, but just are merely people who just listen to the word, whether you're hearing and preaching or you just read and then you're not thinking about the word, or whether you are this person who likes to learn the verses by heart, which you should do, which I would really encourage because, you know, the words of Lord will often come back to us in times of desperate need. But even then, if you just learn it for the sake of it, then and not do what the word says. You would be a fool. And that's what James is telling us in this. James is saying, this is a word that saves you. Therefore, dive deep, dig deep into it. gospel is supremely glorious to be the center of your life. And I pray that God takes us in this day to look at the word. Go back. Take your time. Look at the word of God. Read within the context. Understand what is the use of talking about and why is he talking about and see how it affects your life. God's word is like likened to a rain that comes and you are not going to go back to God till it bears fruit. It will bear fruit. And like those who are in, you know, talking to people, how we are sharing our gospel, do not give up. The word will do its work. In our own personal life, the word will do its work. But the word only does its work when we are doers of the word. God bless you all.